0: Hello, I welcome you again to the presence of God. I pray that as we come together, the Lord will touch your heart and it will prove himself in your life in the name of Jesus. So, we, I welcome you again to my new podcast edition. And I pray that the word of the Lord will not fail in your life in the name of Jesus. Shall we pray together? Our Father, we thank you very much for this period of time. you for what you are doing in our life thank you for what is happening in nigeria because we know that you will bring out good from this we thank you for every individual families we thank you oh lord we thank you for those that have lost their life also because you are good they will have a rest in you we thank you for the living also because you are going to give us eternal rest father we appreciate you oh god we say be exalted in the name of Jesus. Lord, as we as we study this word together, we pray. I pray, O Lord, that your word will have a manifestation in our life in the name of Jesus. Now, I I welcome you again. We are we are going to consider a very sensitive topic as the Lord laid it in my heart, which which I titled You Need Is Bread. Now, according to According to the according to dictionary, to breath can be categorized as something, to send something like hair out from lungs through your mouth or nose, or to take in something like hair into your lungs, through your mouth or your nose. So that can be called a breath. Now, if, if you look at it very well, we are going to consider some scripture. And the first scripture we are going to be considering today is the book of Genesis chapter two verse seven. Permit me to read from NLT version. Then the Lord God formed the man from the dust of the ground. He breathed he breathed, he breathed, he breathed, sorry, he breathed the breath of life into his man, into the man's nursery, and the man became a living person. Now, easy to read version. Now, then the Lord God took some soil from the ground and he made a man and he breathed hair into the nose of the man to give him life. So the man became alive. Now from the text we read, you will observe that the man that God made initially. Without the breath of God is invaluable. That man is inconsequential. That man is unuseful. Why? Because the man was actually made from dust. The man is just a material. Therefore, to every indication, it shows that because the dust on its own has no recognition, it does not make anything serious. So, whatever that comes from it, too, means what? Means nothing. You know, when a mango bega- a mango will definitely bring out its own kind. That is mango. You cannot expect an orange tree to bring out vegetable. So it is too to a dust. So when the Lord made that object called man without his breath, the indication is that as useless as a dust can be, so also is the man the Lord made. Now, you, you will notice something there that there is nobody that can actually acquit him or herself to a dust because dust has no recognition. So, this is the state of a man, the object the Lord God made in the beginning. Now, what are the characteristics of a dust? Dust is not important. It is unuseful it is inconsequential it's just an ordinary particle now dust is just a piece of earth you can even call a dust sand because it is it is even just a small part of the sand just like a particle of sand now dust is worthless dust has no recognition now if you, now, if you now notice this, that means the man God made in the beginning is worthless. The object called man, God made in the beginning, has no value. Why? Because there is no breath of God in that dust. But you will notice in that scripture that we read that there is a kind of a transition that happened. Now, what are those transitions? The first thing you will notice is that the Lord pro- positioned Himself and the object He made called man. He positioned that object before Him. Now, when he, as He positioned that object before Him, what was the next thing the Lord did? You will notice that the Lord breathed into the nose tree of what He made. The Lord has already created a nose. Into that object he made comma. Then he breathed into that nostril of the object. Okay. Now, if that one has happened, then what happened after God has done that? Now, the next thing you will notice that happened is that the scripture told us that and the man became alive and the man became a living person. Now, by all indication, we should know since mango will beget mango, then that should be clear to us that the breath that came out from God that turned an object that was useless before to become a living person means that the life of God has been transferred to that object and turned that object to become like God. I believe you are following me. That means the breath of God carries life. That is why it has capacity to make that object to become the living one. Now, now, just let's do a little reflection now. It doesn't matter, actually. All what you might have been going through for a long period of time. And it looks as if they need no results. Perhaps you have even noticed that all your efforts to make it in life seems like appear lifeless. They look irrelevant. It is as a result of the lack of the breath of God. Sincerely, no man can actually become significant both in his deed, on his daily life, or in his daily life, if God has not concentrated on that man to give him life. Friends, I want you to ask yourself this question. How is your spiritual life? Is it lifeless? How is the result of your labor for the past few years you have gone? Can you actually boast to say that you are a living testimony can you boast that you have actually touched the reality of God in your life before? As the word of God had a proof in your life that sincerely you, are, you have known God? If all these questions did not find accurate appropriation in your life, brethren, sincerely from my heart, I, I can boldly say to you that it is an indication that the breath of God is lacking in your life. It is an indication that you you, you sincerely need God to concentrate, to transfer His life into you. Now, now I, I want us to consider something. Let's look at the practical life of what happened in the book of Ezekiel chapter 37. Now, let's, let's check verse 2b. Verse 2b told us, from verse 1 we know that the Lord was speaking to Ezekiel the Lord took him to the midst of dry bones and Ezekiel told us that indeed all these bones they were dried now look at what God said to him God told him that son of man can this bone live Ezekiel said he answered so I answered oh Lord God you know now from that conversation it shows to us that all these bones they were dried they have no life in them that's why the lord was asking ezekiel can this bone live now look at what happened in verse eight indeed as i look the knee and the flesh are upon them and the skin covered them over but there was no breath on them now after this conversation the lord asked him to prophesy and he prophesied a lot of miracle happens, but lo and behold, something is still lacking. There wasn't the breath of life in them. Okay. Now, when that one now, happened, now you, you, you are you noticing something that irrespective of what you might have acquired, irrespective of how influential you might be, they are actually insignificant if the Lord did not breed success on them. Verse 9 now, and he said to me, prophesy to the bread, prophesy, son of man, and tell bread to do what? To breathe on this land that they may live. Verse 10, so I prophesied as he commanded me, and bread, and, and bread come into them, and they live, and stood upon their feet an exceedingly great army. Can you see? That is what is lacking among the dry bones indeed they are actually great army but because there is no life of god in them they were rendered useless but immediately the breath of god come upon them what happened to them they come back to the original design of god for them hmm. now look at verse 11 the lord now spoke to ezekiel then he said to me son of man these bones are the whole house of Israel. they say Our bones are dry, our hope is lost, and we ourselves are cut off. Brethren, can you see how life can be unbearable without the life of God? Hmm. These dry bones were useless, discarded, unrecognized due to the life of God, due to the breath of God. I, I, I want to encourage you today. Do you think all hope is lost? Have you concluded that nothing serious can actually come out of your life? Has it gotten to the stage that you have resolved it to your faith, that you don't have choice, Let, let you, that you should just transfer it to another generation? I am coming your way today, and the Lord has laid it in my heart, that the Lord God said he is ready to make you live again. Is ready to raise you up again. He's ready to concentrate on your life again, provided you can actually settle down before him so that he can breathe on you. Just imagine that the object the Lord God focused on to breathe upon was moving here and there. Do you think it will be easy? No. That means you need to concentrate on God for him to breathe on you. Now, The same similar thing happened to the Lord Jesus in John chapter 20 verse 22. And when he had said this, that was Jesus, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive ye the Holy Spirit. Now, after that, he now said, if you forgive any man's sin, that sin is forgiven. If you retain any man's sin, that sin is retained. Can you see? The life of God has capacity to make you become great in life. The life of God has capacity to make you become that which the Lord designed for you. If you are actually struggling, if you are not actually making it, if you are not actually getting results out of your life, it is because His bread is lacking. Brethren, I speak to somebody here as you are under my voice that anything called dead in your life, may them receive life now in the name of Jesus. Now, I want to conclude by telling you that there is, there is an attention God is given to your life now. That if only you can recognize it, that can you focus on him back again and call his attention to breathe upon you. If, if, if you can join me in faith, I want you to speak to the Lord now, that Father, please let your breath breathe upon me, O Lord. Breathe the breath of life upon me. Cause me to live again, cause my profession to live again. Like some years back, you have intention of becoming great, you have desires, you have passion for God. You are actually burning, but it's as seen your spiritual life has gone cold. Can you speak to God that the Lord should breathe on you? Can you speak to the Lord that the Lord should, should, should raise you up again from your un, from un, unrecognized from uselessness? from lifelessness, that the Lord should breathe on you. Father, I commit these people on your hand that you will breathe upon us again, O Lord, as we trust you in the name of Jesus. I pray that as you yield yourself to the Lord, as you turn to Him, as you focus on Him, He will raise you up again, and indeed, you will do mightily, and your generation will testify to it, That you are an exceedingly great army. God bless you. Remain blessed in the Lord. Shalom.